The Barwon Heads Football Club and the Beach House at Barwon Heads are very proud to bring you episode two of The Tree on the Wing. From a struggling junior who couldn't command a regular game in the under-16 team, Cameron O'Leary, at the ripe old age of 24, has become one of the club's marquee footballers. The 2017 Senior Best and Fairest winner, an important part of the 2018 Runners-Up team, and a regular Ballerine Interleague team member, the Wolf, who is a self-described late bloomer, is one of three brothers currently playing at the club. Universally popular on the hill, Cam is a kind of player who you go to the footy hoping to see turn it on. A raking left foot with oodles of pace, a withering sidestep and the ability to get clear under the tree on the wing and lob one over the head of the defenders for a goal. Cam has become a favourite around the club. He's a quietly spoken and extremely polite young man who has just completed a law degree and as you'll hear in our chat, he is literally going places. We sat with Cam at the cricket club over a couple of ales and discussed his obvious love of the club, his mates and his brothers. There were a couple of technical difficulties in the recording, mainly due to the idiot in charge of the gear failing to set Cam's mic up properly, and yours truly being seated on the world's squeakiest stool. But we've got a lot of interesting stuff from Cam, and you'll see from this that he really loves his footy and his club. He was a thorough delight to chat with and very generous with his time. We hope you'll enjoy the Tree on the Wing with Cameron O'Leary. Welcome everyone to the Tree on the Wing, I'm Teddy Donnell and I'm joined by my co-host Russell Highland. G'day Nick. Good evening listeners or good afternoon or whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to us. Now we've got a very special guest with us, Cam O'Leary. Welcome to the Tree on the Wing. Thanks for having me boys. No good worries. to have you here mate. What a legend. You are one of our uh, up and coming younger players. Yeah, I like watching Cam play. Beautiful left foot kick, pacey, running down the wing, gets the ball, clears it, looks good. Exciting football, and he's got better and better as the team and the club got better and better too. Yep. So he's a, he's a barometer for the success of the Balnets football club. Now, Cam, we, I did tell you earlier on that we might start with an icebreaker. We're going to go with two truths and a lie. So tell us three things about you one of which is a lie, but the other two are true. But don't tell us which one it is, we'll have a guess at the end. All right, so a few things people might not know about me. So I've grown up my whole life in Barn Heads. Um, my middle name is Donald, and uh, I've actually, um, I used to uh, make and sell my own goat's milk soap. Goat's milk soap? Oh, that's terrific. I reckon I've got a handle on which one's the lie there. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I used to drink goat's milk when I was a boy growing up in Barnett. I used to get it from Mrs. Brockwell's farm out at Barnett's Road. There you go. I used to go and milk the goats out there, just uh, just past Walker's farm. All right, so we might work out from um, the answers to other questions or to other things that we talk about. So we, we, we sort of want to get to know the players from the footy club a bit better than maybe the listeners do or the blokes on the hill do know them. A lot of, a lot of them you know pretty well, but some of them you don't know, and if we get them to listen to this, they'll know a bit more about you and what the footy club means to you. So tell us about the first time you can remember being at the Barnheads Footy Club. God, I'd say, I, I can remember there was still um, 
the little canteen down to down to the left of the old club rooms. I remember probably WAP was WAP was captain coach. Probably one of my most viewed memories would be WAP just slotting one from the boundary at uh, the bluff end and, and the aeroplaning celebration. Oh, no. uh, it's, yeah, just remember kicking the footy at half time. Just yeah, I'm. I think yeah, it's about yeah. I remember the little Italian uh, runner. His name Eddie. Oh, yeah. yeah, I Eddie think that was, that was Eddie Katterjar. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I, saw, I saw Eddie on the weekend actually at the yeah. cricket. Lucky you. Yeah, lucky me. That's right. Bonnie's barn. Bonnie's barn down there. I probably I don't know if it was still called Bonnie's barn then. It probably was. How old do you reckon you were then, Cam? Oh, it would have been about eight or nine, I'd say. Yeah, yeah around then. And were you playing then? Did we have Oz kick back in those days? Uh, yeah, not, not too sure actually. Yeah. So we were looking, I was looking at your bio, that says that you were born in 1990. That can't be true. No, yeah, that nine, makes you 29. Nine, yeah, 1994. 1994. Yeah. All right, so what's that, 25? 24, yeah. Yeah, nearly 25. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's <clears throat> that's quite a few years ago. So your junior footy? Yep. Oz kick, yep. Oz kick going then? Uh, I was started in under 10s, I think, when the footy started, yeah. Yeah, at the footy club, at Barn Heads, obviously. At Barn Heads, yep. yeah. Yeah. And and who were your who were your coaches back then? I think it might have been Dad was probably a coach back then. So yeah, yeah. Moth. Moth was a coach. John Oles was a coach. Um, I can't remember too. I remember. Be the great Steve Pelham. Did he poke his head out in the field of training? I'm not sure he was. Co- he, you know, I reckon he might have coached Mark Pelham. Ah, oh, really? Yeah. So I reckon he, he already his coaching days as well. It's really gone. By that stage, he was just kicking back and enjoying the footy. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember Steve coaching. He's always there, but yeah. You always hear him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's famous renter crowd. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, yeah. just, uh, he used to come up down here at the cricket club because we're at the cricket club recording this evening. So, um, but down no, here at the not. cricket club. No, we're not overseas. Oh, that's right. We're on a, we flew, we're on a junk we've flown over to Fallen Cam. That's right. Greek yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I'll have to cut yeah, that bit yeah, out. Yeah. Moving on from. Oz kick to what under twelves? Yeah, under tens, under twelves, under yep. tens. Yeah. So, so at that point, so obviously playing with Dylan, yep, with your brother Dylan, Dylan with Sean. Yep. Was Sean under twelve? How much older than you was Sean? Sean's a year and a half older. Oh, that's 40, fantastic. Forty-five years old. Yeah, twenty. No, that is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Sean, <laughs> Sean, who's AKA your father. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grandfather. <laughs> we will get on. We will Just touch on Sean the brothers. Sean O'Leary that played in the nineteen thirty-two preliminary final lost Freshwater Creek. <laughs> For Freshwater Creek. <laughs> um, yeah, so and and that, so early coaches, those in those days, back yeah. to dad again, yeah, are we? Yeah, we dad, I think, under 14s. There was probably a couple of senior footballers there. I think Maxie was one. Yep. He was with Nick Maxell's yeah. younger brother. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know Dar- Darren Feeling was under 16s. Oh, so yeah. He's, he's yeah. Probably, yeah, probably my first, first proper, proper, coach. proper coach who really sort of drilled in all the... Um, and all the little things you didn't know kind of football about yeah. and, uh, the and and so through under under 14s under 16s then or even numbers then yeah under 12s 14s 16s all all bound heads yeah and and any any successful successful um times for you there uh i was shocking absolutely shocking Jesus. i know i think we we won under, under 16s we won a division flag against Invalid, I think, and that was under um, Dazza. Yeah, that was that, that was probably the only success I had there. Me personally, I wasn't 
Yeah, that great. I remember Dan dropped me out. He dropped me in from the dropped me from the twos and the under sixteens. Wow. So where do you where do you go if you get dropped from the twos and the under sixteen? I played soccer. Play. I played soccer and footy for for, a year, for two years there. Wow. I played soccer and on, you know, I didn't get a game in footy. I just played soccer on Sunday. So, oh, so one morning if you did get a game in the footy? Well, I just played both. Then I oh, okay. Saturday and Sunday. So you were playing soccer down here? Yeah. yeah. Or down, yeah. sorry. And heads. And heads, yeah. So yeah. I played about, probably, probably played like five or six, oh, six or seven games of footy and probably six games or seven games of soccer. Who, yeah. were the, uh, who were the blokes you were running around with at that time that, you know, maybe went on and played a bit of senior footy and that sort of thing? Dylan, I mean, Dylan, Dylan, Six Davis, Hayden Smith, they probably were all... Oh, yeah. uh, I know Hayden was playing. He was sixteen, but he's two years younger. So, yeah, yeah D- Dylan, Sticks, Davis, Hayden Smith. They were probably a couple of years off playing yeah. senior football by that stage. Charles Wild was another one he played seniors. Sean played seniors. Yep. Not long after that, yeah, by that stage, I don't think anyone from the under sixteens was up there yet. So, with Sean being only a little bit older, and you and Dylan obviously twins. Was there was a bit of um, bit of action in the backyard around, with Absolutely. the footy around every, every, every night after school? Yeah, yeah. Backyard, backyard, the road, you know, the the block next to the across the road would be tackling markers up. You know. How fair dinkum was it? Very fair dinkum. Yeah. Very fair dinkum. Oh, I remember I tackled Sean into a into an ant mound once. And, you know, <laughs> sprinting into the house with ants all through his hands. I shower for that. Would it be as fair dinkum as the incident up at Apco the other week? Probably, probably, probably more fair dinkum, I'd say. Well, you yeah. might have to talk us through that. Well, I just heard a bit of a rumour that might have been no a bit comment. of a no show of feathers. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I right just heard it on the great line. Like, well, that, that wasn't after the trivia night, was it? No. No comment. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> Well, that's fair enough. You don't want to talk, you know. No, 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 no we don't compel obviously anyone else. Obviously, I've got it from a good source, but we don't need to go any further on that. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, in those, in those times, um, how, how did you work out your teams? If you're obviously you're fully on against one another, was it it'd just was be, it yeah, twins? Markers, it'd be markers up, the start off as markers up and just, just be rolling for the next two hours until it got dark, basically. Oh, really? Yeah. Terrific. Played, that, we played games where you'd... Um, You'd stand the road, and um, the game was you have one person at each end, and they'd have to kick up the road to the next person. And every step they took was a point. The first person to twenty points would lose. So the, the obviously the aim of the game was to kick it to them accurately, so they didn't have to take a step. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was another game we played. Oh, yeah. So, and just made that up, game just up yourselves. Up, yeah. Terrific. Obviously, you could tackle on the road or anything. So yeah, yeah. Made it competitive. Exactly. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that was one. It's a fantastic thing, the, the way that kids come up with um, cricket fields or even baseball fields, soccer fields in their yard in limited space. Yeah. Remember my brother and I used to have, we had a whole set of rules. Now, Nipper, you would remember the hallway in Bindaboo, mm-hmm. and we, we had a whole set of rules that revolved around playing footy with a rolled-up pair of socks. And it was, it was, I think it was three pairs of socks inside like rolled into one pair of socks so that we could have a footy because we weren't allowed to kick a footy in the house. Yeah. So that was, and it was, um, that was pretty much straight after school until mum said, come and have dinner. And then we couldn't do it after, after dinner because everyone was watching television and it would ruin their night, but we would have. And uh, then we'd go outside and maybe kick the footy. So then now you won a best and fairest at the under 18. So you, for, yeah. you've gone from the kid who couldn't get a game and you've you've obviously developed on a bit from there. Yeah. 
It was the third year, third year of Andrade. Yeah. Eight, eight and a half. Was that the eight and a half one? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you're a veteran in right yeah. by yeah. <laughs> Do you remember your first junior game? It was out at Perfect Reserve. Was that at Newcomb? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I actually, used to have four games yeah, at once. Funny now. story. I mean, the first game we played, um, I remember, uh, I think, not in San Peter in the Ruck, tapped it down the throat of Hayden Smith. And he punted it, probably, it was only probably 25 metres, but it was a big kick, completely the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first time I've played. So, yeah. yeah, so, and now we're on the subject of big kicks, so I'll bring it up. Yeah, you are well known for the length of your boot, of your leg. Obviously, as a little kid, that probably wasn't true. But when, when was it when you actually started to develop a, a thump? Couldn't even tell you, it's probably... Probably once I got started playing seniors, I think. I think, yeah, probably started playing seniors. Once I got a little bit quicker, you had a bit of momentum behind your, behind your leg, I suppose. Legs got a bit stronger. And just, just sort of happened, I suppose. Ben, and being a left footer, you do get that little bit of space to, yeah. to go to that left side and, and actually launch it, don't yeah. you? Not that, not that you've got the classical spin on your big ones. But well, yeah. Yeah, it's like getting them high. Is it? Yeah, you reckon? Getting them high, oh, okay. And, and you, so, is that a thing that you think about, or is it just something that when you come out of, come out, you just go, oh, "I'm just going to kick it." Yeah. And it's just that just happens. It's been, it's been, it's, I know last year, yeah, because um, our forwards were so potent, it really was. If you're within 70, 80 meters, just getting it, put it on straws, put it on Phelps's head. Yeah. Get it in there. So that's why that was sort of happening right there. Yeah. That was a bit like '93, wasn't it? John Miles. Oh, yeah. White, Whitey. Ant Kellen. You just yeah. get the ball kicking. Four-line yeah. job stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because Ant Kellen's one that we actually talked about when we spoke about uh, who, who does Cam remind you of when yeah. he plays? Left footer. Left footer that's... Um, Rangy. Yeah. No, a lot of... Lot of Popular blokes. with the girls. That's true. Then, that's <laughs> yeah. A lot of blokes, lot of blokes that are left footers are dynamite, like just absolutely dynamite. And... Whereas Ant, and, and I'm not disparaging Cam at all, but not the classical no. super accurate kick, but absolutely launches it and yeah. gets the job done. Very effective way of delivering the ball down forward. Um, and every time he gets it, the people on the hill um, do get a bit excited, especially when he's forward of goals. And they, Deer in the headlight. Oh, yeah. No. But they, yeah. But the guys on the hill sort of go, if you don't have a shot, from forward to the centre, there's you get called names. Let's be honest. They just go, "What the hell is he doing? He should be he should be having shots from there." And like, really, when you talk about the effectiveness of of the game, it's probably not a way to go. Coaches that hate it, but but the people on the hill love it, and uh, yeah, they, they expect to be made happy every week. Pushing through to senior footy, first coach at senior level. Yeah, Oh yeah, old Pearly. Music, yeah, he's a great coach. Definitely instilled a lot of confidence in me. So just told me to play my natural game, back your speed, back your kicking, and that. So that was good from the get go. So he, he was a really good coach. To me, at the time when when he was at the club, he's almost a perfect guy because we was trying to develop a lot of young guys, and we had a few come in, and and you know, we we were sort of on the improve then, weren't we? We'd had a yeah. couple of pretty yeah. lean years. Yeah. But your first couple of years. We were more than competitive, weren't we? Did you play finals in your first couple of years? Probably not the first year, but I think that after that, 
I think, yeah, it was, I think it was the second season we made the finals. I remember we, we were at home and we beat Drysdale and that got us in the finals yeah. for the first yeah. time in, in, in a while. Yeah. And I think that was my second season. And guys that you were playing with then, senior guys that yeah. were really influential? Obviously Bobby. Bobby yeah. was unbelievable. But yeah, Nick, Nick Hill was an absolute brute out of the centre. Eddie Erfmeyer was didn't play one bad game, I reckon, every, every season I ever played with him. Um, uh, yeah, Diz Holland was really good. I remember him being a really good player. Um, yeah, yeah, it's probably that's what I can sort of come to mind at the moment. I'm sure there's, there's probably plenty more. So, we talked earlier on about Dylan and Sean, your brothers. Have you three all played in a senior game together? We haven't. Haven't. We haven't. Uh, Better be Sean's fault. Though. Yeah, well, that's. I don't think I've ever played with Dylan either. Oh, really? Yeah, so I think Dylan and Sean have played together. Yep. But by the time I played senior football a bit later than both of them, um, I know Dylan got injured and yeah, yeah. Sean hasn't come back in. Yeah, because yeah. so you were a bit of a late bloomer, really, weren't you? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Dylan was an early bloomer. Both cricket and footy, he was an early bloomer. And um, uh, then you came along, but you seem to have overtaken both of them in leaps and bounds. Stage. Supposedly, it can always it can always go back. You know, wouldn't wouldn't rule either of them out yet. Dylan Dylan's a player who I I very much watch on the footy on the footy ground. Um, can you think of why? Number he wears. He wears number fifteen. Yeah. That's right. And, um, he has had some. He had some. some it's kept him out of playing cricket too. Yeah. So yeah, he's, it's good to see him getting sort of on top of that now because he because he does. He is one of those players who um, who's in and under, and yeah, and, he, well, he and he's, under, that year we won the grand final. He was one of our best players for sure. He was our captain. So, yeah. yeah, and left left footer left as well. Three, yep, mm. there's a handball though. Yeah, didn't really notice that. So senior footy, and then in your development, um, few different coaches, and and obviously over that period of time since Pete uh, sort of built that that bit of a basis of a, of a footy team. Um, and we've, we have, as a club, improved right through that time up until last year when we obviously did what, what, what you guys did. Uh, the other coaches, so oh, obviously Pete. James Garvey, for sure. Yeah. He was, he was hands down the best coach I've been under, yeah. for sure. Yeah. And he's, it's he great was, to see him back at the club, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. He was, yeah, he was such a weapon for sure. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's been as as far as what's what where's that mate? Like he's thinking about the game or yeah. just yeah, he's he's thinking about the game, the way he sort of he you know, brings a team together. You know, he, yeah, tactically he's great. Can really can really look at a person and work out their strengths and flaws, and you know how they can improve their game. Really, but you know he watches a game, he can really nut out what a person needs to do to improve, and just I just think he goes about it really well. Invaluable sort of like around the club. Yeah. So when you just take you back to when you played your first senior game, do you remember that? Because you had you had a bit of time in the reserves before that, or did you come straight from your juniors? Played, into, played into one senior? game in the reserves, I think. Yeah. One of, I honestly can't really remember. I think it would have been round three. Yeah. No, I know the first game I played was Port Arlington in the reserves, and I think I might have played one more game down than the week after in the ones, but. Honestly, I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Don't remember who it was against? Couldn't, no, couldn't tell you. 
That's but I know that in that in that first year, I don't mind, there were some there were some big games. Like I remember games that in that year stuck out stuck out to me with um just because I did a lot of tagging. It was the big games against Amos, Drysdale, Torquay. They're the games I really sort of Amos at home. I remember when that Drysdale at home. I remember Torquay away and had some big tagging roles. That sort of yeah, stuff. Yeah, again against blokes that yeah, just I'd, I'd usually take sort of the, the quicker quicker forward. Yep. No, yeah, it was my sort of role just to tag it, tag out a forward. Yep. Just run with them and just try to piss them off. Yep. And how'd you go? Oh, not great. Huh? <laughs> not great. I had a couple, a couple of scalps. Yeah. Who? Any big names? Um, I remember I did well against Tim Clark one time there. He was he was yeah. a player cause he, and he sort of up a bit. But I don't know. Most weeks I'd lose, but or at least try to break even. <laughs> no, because my next quick my follow up question to that to the. Um, your first game was how did you find out that you were playing? But I guess you probably can't remember it, so you don't know. Yeah, it wasn't a Thursday night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Read it, read it out. Yeah. Pete would have told me the indication. Yeah. Like, and were you still at school then? No. So you'd left school? Yes, I'd left school. Where did you go to school, mate? Oberon. Oberon? Yeah. And what were you like at school? What was your. Uh, just, just probably a typical kid. Just a little bit rare. Like, I was a good kid. But I was just a little bit rowdy, could, could, could get a bit wrapped up in things from time to time. Yeah. And, yeah. and scholastically, as far as... I tried as, hard. Yeah? Tried and hard. did you go any good? Oh, I, was, I was, couldn't have been happy with the way I went. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and right through school, VCE? Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, put in as much effort as I could. Yeah. 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 And you went all right at school? Yeah, I was yeah, happy with it. Yeah. yeah. You would have done VCE at the same time, Bill did. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Bill Pelham and... I distinctly remember B grade premiership in cricket where Dylan and Bill had their followers out doing some study on the Mad Monday after we won the premiership. That's out. right. Yeah, and Paul Crow's house. That's right. I remember that when the Blue Smurf turned up. And they'd played in the premiership the day before. Yeah. And I think they went to school that afternoon. They had their school uniforms on yeah. Mad Monday. Mad- they go to school. Yeah, that's true. They weren't drinking, they were studying. We were all out the back telling ridiculous stories and those blokes are in there doing that. Post-school, so you've obviously, now you, I think your dad told me the other day you've just completed yep. your degree. Finished, yeah. Yep. Which is a degree in what, mate? Uh, Bachelor of Law. Law. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Yep. So you must have done all right at school if you got into law. At Deakin? Yep. Yep. Yeah. You want, you want to ask him about that dust up at APCO again? Yeah. <laughs> no. We probably should have worked out that he studied law and all that sort of thing, the way he answered that. Yeah, probably. No comment. No comment. That's no true. Comment. That's true. In league, have you had, had a bit of inter-league experience? Yeah. Ballerine? Played a couple of years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, great fun. Great yeah. Real. Yeah. I remember, yeah, played one year at Ocean Grove, one under Hilda, and they obviously didn't play the year after because the side pulled out and last year played it, and it was... Played up in Horsham, it was absolutely unreal, yeah. Good fun on the, on the bus back and meeting some of the blokes you play with and you sort of get to know them a little bit over the over years playing second piece. It's good to sort of have a view of them and that. You uh, you did a bit of training in at Geelong as well, didn't you? Yeah. With the VFL side? Yeah. How did that come about? Uh, that's That was Garbs. Garbs basically, yeah. yeah. After a season with Garbs, Garbs at the end of the year goes... If you want, if you want, I can get you a um, gig on training with Geelong. And so yeah, did that next summer. I did the preseason, spent one year on the development list, 
and then the following season did the training but got, got cut. So, yeah, mm. that was, was good. Awesome, though. Good experience. Absolutely loved it, yeah. 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 Who was there? Did you know many blokes in there? Yep. Yeah, so, yeah. Mitch, was Mitch in there then? Uh, no, Mitch had, Mitch was probably, I think I'm one, missed him by a year almost. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that there was, there was a couple of guys in the BFL, like, yeah, Tom Atkins was one of my best mates. Yeah. He, he, he was, he'd been there for a couple of years, like a few boys from school, James Chiefs, um, yeah. he, was he was in the same year level me at Oberon. Just, yeah, and you just, everyone was so nice that year. Like, yeah. You would have played juniors down here with Tommy, wouldn't you? Did you was he in the same, did Tommy played a couple of years down here with juniors before uh, he went to St. Joey's? He might no, he never, he never played. I thought he did. Yeah, I don't think he ever played with Bowman. He was always down at the footy. Maybe he was always at the footy. Maybe you were playing soccer. Yeah, I was playing soccer. <laughs> he was here. I don't remember him playing for Bowman Heads. I remember him playing, he captained a premiership against us, the, oh, right. the, yeah. in, in the, the grand final at yeah. Torquay, yeah. under 18s. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, he was, not, not only did he captain the team, he was best on the ground yeah. by a long way. Did you play in that game? Yeah. 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 I think the, the, the um, word on the street was he um, was having a bit of a shocker and got a bit of a um, rev up from someone and, and yeah, just come out in the last quarter and just was a man possessed. Yeah. I, th- I thought we were a chance in the last quarter. There was a couple of times when the ball got bombed down to Hobbsy and, and yeah. BJ swooped on a couple and yeah, I reckon he kicked a point and kicked a goal and got us to within. Could have away for sure. Yeah. It was, it, was a great, it was a great game of footy. It's yeah. one of those games where you where you sort of somebody has to lose and it's a bit of a exactly, bit yeah. of a sad thing that they have to lose. And unfortunately that day it was us. We'll just we'll just touch on last year a little bit. First season for a long time, not where we've played finals, because I think we played finals the year before a preliminary yeah, we final we got to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we might have made a prelim the year before. Yeah. Yeah. The year between, but yeah. Yeah. Played two prelims. But last year Obviously, pretty satisfying going as deep as, as we did. Like, first final looked like it was a terrific game, really, over at Port, um, where I, I actually thought Mott have played pretty well that day and we still beat them by 10 goals. And I, I thought, geez, we're in with a real show here. Just talk us through that day first, that second semi. Yes, couldn't have gone better. We kicked four goals straight and just had it on a string, really, just running out. Tackling well, sliding all the goals. It's just, yeah. yeah we weren't missing, were we? We weren't missing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that was crucial. Yeah. As I said, I thought they played all right that day. Yeah. Just looked like daylight was second that, that particular day. And then and then going forward to the grand final, obviously a pretty disappointing day for everybody, for the club. But being a player in that position, what are your, what are your memories or feelings about that day? Shocking day. Yeah. Absolutely shocking day. Just, oh, yeah. Just shock. At yeah. what at what point in a game like that do you sort of lose hope? Oh, it would, it would not, really only like you know late in the fourth when like there's not enough minutes for goals. I'd say that's when you start going, "Wow, this we this has got away from us." Oh, okay. There was it. There was because just you're just playing. You don't really think about. Oh, yeah. You try not even think about the scores anyway, whether you're winning mm. or losing in, in games like that. So probably got to the point where I also looked up the scoreboard and I was like, "There's more goals than minutes probably left," and I was like, well, this is, "Yeah, this seems to have gone away from us." Yeah, the way they they played at our skins, and we didn't we gave them a chance to. And so, and like you said in the semi, we were just they were all going through in the in the grand final. You know, that was just missing, hit the post. You know, just yeah, just one of those days. 
I mean, in hindsight, Modern Warrior probably maybe a year or two ahead of us. They'd been to the grand final, was it two years previous, I think? Yeah. They'd have lost. They had a lot of experienced blokes there that wanted to and needed to win and knew what to do, which was not something that we lacked, just something we didn't have, which we didn't really need all year. Bit of experience. I remember talking to Andy Philp after the game and him saying to me how terrific they'd been all year and for maybe 40 minutes of the whole year they weren't able to, to compete. Yeah. Or, so, no, not compete, but... Just, just went off our game plan. Yeah, right? just yeah. not able to dominate and went, yeah, which is which is a um, takes nothing away from Motta, who obviously worked on that and 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 played us into a position where they could do that. But it was a it was a hard day. I do remember though that night going back to the footy back to the footy club and what, did, you did, yeah. you didn't, like at one point during that night I didn't feel like we'd lost. You started to remind yourself we'd lost because there was it was packed to the rafters. It made me think that if we had a one, I reckon the place would have burnt to the ground with the people in there. It was good vibes after the game for sure. Yeah, it was. That that was that was the thing that impressed me more than almost anything. We we played in a premiership many years ago, and and the, the night was magnificent. Um, but we'd won, and you expect that. And the thing that made me very proud to be a person from the Barnheads Footy Club that night, because so many people got down and got behind you guys. And um, and were so encouraging and encouraged about what you'd achieved, you know. And there was a really good vibe in the room. Whether whether or not that can be brought forward into another season, we, we don't know. But I was re- I was really proud of the of the way the footy club handled what was clearly a disappointing performance, and the, the way that that the players handled it. And, and you know, you could have gone back to the rooms and it's been crickets, and and it wasn't. It was full of people who were really pleased for you and uh, and disappointed at the same time. So, yeah, it's it's one thing about country footy clubs, isn't it, that all of us, pretty much the three of us, have only ever played for Bowen Heads and, and you've played all juniors and everything. What does a footy club mean to you? What what does our, our little footy club mean to you? I think the reason Bowen Heads is... Yeah, Bowen Heads is a great... It's just a great club as far as, like... So obviously, even before we had any success in the last you know ten years, it's always been a club that's known to have you know really nice blokes who all enjoy each other's company. You know, we have fun and we look after each other. And I think now we're at a club, we're at a point where we're at a club that is talented. You know, we we've got a winning culture and we've also still got that you know social aspect where you know everyone it doesn't matter who you are, you can come to, if you're a good person, you can come to Barnheads. And you can straight away have, you know, a bunch of mates who will, you know, hang out with you and look after you and stuff. Yeah, it's good. Trail the Wing is brought to you by the Beach House of Barwon Heads. Situated in the heart of Hitchcock Avenue, it was once the old Barwon Heads CFA fire station. Beach House showcases some of the Ballerine Peninsula's fine produce, wine, cider and beer. Beach House serves a modern Australian cuisine for breakfast, lunch, dinner and all times in between. Whether it's a casual drink with friends, out on the deck enjoying the sunshine or celebrating that special occasion, the Beach House's friendly staff are happy to accommodate. So come on down and join us at the Beach House whenever you feel the need. See you there. Aside from players, we talk about the the influences on on you from the footy club as far as this player or that player or this coach or that coach. What about other people around the footy club that you 
that you really admire for the things that they do around the club? Oh, yeah. yeah I, 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 always, I always admired, you know, what the people do in the kitchen and stuff every every Thursday night, you know. Like a, in my sort of time, Anne yeah, Sphinx is always, always doing everything, you know. Yeah, she's, she's a wonderful contributor, isn't she? Yeah, you know. I, I, can't, I can't think of all, but, you know, just, just generally, like, yeah, the people who just make, that make it happen, you know, come down to training, you know, give out water bowls and stuff, all that, you know, up there on a Thursday night, for the game, after the game, yeah. Constantly, there's a lot of people working very hard for the football club that a lot of people probably wouldn't even probably wouldn't even potentially know their name. Because we had, we go. I'll go back to players though. We when Nipper and I grew up, there was we used to go down on on Saturday and watch the seniors play at the home games. Maybe not so many away games, but um, and we always loved and admired the guys that you know if they come off the ground and say good day to you, it was like a big, yeah. it was a big thing, you know. Oh, Guess what? Someone says said good day to me. So when you were growing up, doing in, during those junior times, who who were the guys that that you really looked up to at the footy club and got a thrill when you played with them? Maybe because that that was one of my big thrills as a as a when I first started playing senior yeah. footy that I got to play with the guys who I really admired. Yeah, well, obviously Bobby Wallace one when, when you're young, you absolutely yeah. love watching him. I reckon if my mate had come back, I'd, I'd have a thrill playing with Bobby. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Yeah, he's one for sure. Um, but I don't know, when I was younger, you obviously loved Dazza and he's on town getting yeah. around. Um, loved Boofy, loved watching Boofy. Yeah. We loved watching Boofy slot one from deep and just giving it a big cobra up there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, probably because I was a bit late bloom, I didn't really, any of the people I was young growing up watching, never really played with them, but yeah. Um, a, I think it was a, yeah, jo- there's a bloke called Josh Ransom at one point. We all absolutely loved him. Yeah, he's only the He's a little bloke. Yeah, tan little skilled guy. Yeah. Had a bit of a thing for him. Um, Disco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darren Atkins. He loved him. He did have a bit of that. Yeah, it's probably a few So, a Saturday for you as a junior going to watching the seniors playing yeah. at Bowen Heads what, what would that look like where would you sit you'd what play, who would you hang around with you play footy then you'd go home you'd scrounge a couple of coins off a couple of gold coins off mum or dad go on the bike meet at the CFA then you'd meet at APCO get the crew you'd probably have about 10 or 15 straight to pick and peck you'd, depending on what Early, early days, it was a dollar dollar bag of chips and a dollar slushy, and then you'd go to the footy, but later on it was a dollar fifty, so you needed a two dollar coin and a dollar coin. Yep, get that, get your food in, eat it down to the footy, basically. Um, we, we, we were usually behind the goals in the bluff end, that's where we, because we could sort of be away from the parents, have a bit of a wrestle, have a bit of a kick, you know, yell, yell at a few opposition players. Oh, that was always part of it. Yeah. yeah. Where would your dad stand and watch the footy? Wouldn't you? Uh, probably... Close to the bar. Close to the bar, yeah. Yeah, at that point, you know, the biggest thing for us was just, you know, who had the footy so we can just keep that. And so I wasn't really focused on what he was doing until after the game when I had to get another $2 coin to get a Coke off him later on. Yes. Yes, I do remember that. I do remember, probably don't remember you specifically doing it, but I've been on the hill many a time and it's happened to me as well where a young boy has come up and said, Dad, can I have... Some money. I remember Brian Andrew one day, Tommy coming up and, and Brian saying, um, Tommy saying, Dad, can I have can I have a, a couple of dollars for a drink? And Brian pulled out a fifty dollar note and handed it to him. And then uh, Tommy came back and gave him two dollars. 
later on. And then every kid, Andy Dietrich's kids and all the kids are all sitting up on the on the top eating hamburgers. A whole lot of them. He bought he's bought about thirty hamburgers with his fifty bucks. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of that goes on. Any other clubs approach you to come and play with them? You know, any Oh, there's GFL a, club, yeah. So. There's a few GFL clubs that sort of like have been keeping tabs last, just last couple of years. Mm. Yeah. You don't tell us who they are? Oh, because also, like, I know a fair few people um, from uh, Newtown. They sort of go on to me, and like, because of the South Connection guards and that, yeah. South have to chat to me every now and then. Yeah. I know the Newtown boys speak very highly of you, and they always uh, keep a tab on you because your father was a very famous person at Newtown. Yeah, famous. Yeah, famous twos player. He won a best and fairest up there, I believe. But um, they do watch um, the offspring of Joel to see how he's going and whether he might want to come up and play at Newtown. But it's good that you've been live. Have you have you had any thoughts about having a crack in there or testing yeah. yourself? Yeah, not. Well, it was it was sort of when I was in sort of the album. Yeah, you know, when I was in that sort of um, mix, I was thinking about it because I know. They, they, I know the coach has always said to me, you know, you have better chance of getting a game. When I was that year, if I was playing GFL, so it was around yeah. then. But you know, that sort of fell off. So I was like, and just the position, Barn Heads, and I was, ne- I was never going to leave because obviously I didn't want to leave Barn Heads and want to flag, and that was where we've been building to since you know, since the, basically the year I started playing seniors, we, we've been building to something, and yeah, it, it, it's still building, and I think I think we obviously got some, like, a couple of boxes to tick before I'd ever go, I think. And that's the sort of thing, you, you do get emotionally invested, especially when it's been since under 12s, under 10s, under 12s, but you, you do get emotionally invested, do you, don't you? And you don't want to leave it in case it it, oh, it blossoms on you. If I had left, like, mate, if I had left last year, we were in grand final, I would have been mm. yeah. kicking myself. But I mean, it's like you, you're playing a premiership, and any team, that you play in a premiership, those teammates become mates for life and you have a very close and special bond. If that happens to people that you've got friends with outside the footy, uh, it's even more special. You know, the guys you've grown up with, the guys you went to primary school with, the guys that you used to jump on your bikes and ride down and watch the footy with, all of a sudden you're playing a premiership team with them and it's so much more special than that sort of thing. So you never want to miss that opportunity, I suppose. Um, Taylor Miles, he's about your age, isn't he? Yeah, he's a couple of years younger, but good, yeah. good friend. Would have uh, played a bit of footy with Taylor. Yeah, I played. I reckon I played every, uh, a couple of couple of junior games with him. Yeah. Just when yeah. he was when he's Falcons. He was, yeah. Yeah. I remember watching him play a couple of senior games and bouncing the ball all from the bloody back line and the forward line. Yeah. 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 Special yeah. talent. Yep. And um, yeah, someone that's come up through the very well, but. Uh, Generation. A, I was sort of thinking there's a lot of your age group that are still playing and that have become good footballers, you know, like um, BJ's playing senior football now, you, Dylan's in and out, Taylor's off at, uh, at Hawthorne at the moment, but um, it's a good, good solid group of young blokes around Absolutely. that age that, that are probably potentially haven't reached your peak yet. Absolutely, yeah. You know, definitely. next couple of years, a bit more experience and that sort of thing. And, um, yeah, that's something to really look forward to. And who, who you might have already answered this question, but who, who's the best player you played with? Well, at Barley Head, I'd yeah. say. Probably, probably the most dominant player, VFL player. Well, maybe after this year, it's Herbie, I'd say. 
Sam Evans maybe, but I'd say before that would have been Kill. But yeah, I'd say probably after this year, I'd say Herbie and, Herbie and Sam Evans. You'd probably even chuck um, Damon Horbury, who's strong, so chuck him in that mix too. Yeah. Yeah. What about against? Probably probably James Linton for Ocean Bro. Yeah, he's a, he's a freak. Yeah. He is. He's, he's a player. Uh, what about that bloke that played at Parliament Hicks? Not this season, or last season, the season before. Um, his name escapes me. He only played half a dozen games or so. He was a bit Corey somewhat. Corey and I. Yeah. yeah. How'd you find him? Yeah, oh, he is an absolute legend. Absolute legend. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah. There's no, yeah. Learn a lot from him? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. Because he's, he's good in the sense that. He sort of just goes about his business and you sort of pick up bits and pieces. He'll, 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 he'll educate you. Yeah. But, you know, he's not, you know, doesn't jam and jam his throat. He just, just goes about his business and you just watch him do it. He's just one to watch. And yeah. yeah. He he's couldn't couldn't speak higher. What about someone like Doggy Dyer? Yeah, you can, and again, yeah, another bloke you can learn. You can just watch him go about his business and learn a thing or two. Did you learn a thing or two off the field from Doggy Dyer? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What would you learn off the field? I just had to just had to be a winner, I suppose. Yeah. Going right for his old doggy. He is. He's done very well. He's done very well. What sense are you talking about there, right? Oh no, it's just he's a he's a unique bloke. And last year I went to the official opening, the VIP opening of the Belmont Hotel, the friend of mine owned. And prior to the official opening at six o'clock, I went to the races from midday until five o'clock. And that hour in between, I went to the Breakwater Hotel, so <laughs> just to say, I had a fair drink. And it was probably 9 30, 10 o'clock on Friday night, and I was pretty drunk. Had a bit of a win on the races, so had a pocket full of money. I went up to the bar, buy around drinks for a few people who were with me. And there's a bloke standing next to me in the bar that I didn't notice or anything much, but he was getting served, and I was waiting for him to finish getting served. and I'd get served. And he was having trouble with his F-Boss card. It wouldn't work or anything like that. And he just had one drink sitting in front of me. And I said to the girl, don't worry about it. I'll pay for that. I'll buy him a drink. And he looked at me and goes, oh, thanks for that, mate. So I paid for his drink. And then when I looked at him, I realised who it was. I said, yeah, Matt Dyer, aren't you? He goes, yeah. I said, you play for a bit He goes, yeah, yeah, how do you know that? And I said, oh, look. I used to play at Barnes and I'd get down there and watch a few games and that sort of thing and know your face and I said, well, I love the way you play footy, you go about it really well, good on you. And I said, he goes, oh, next time I'll see you, I'll buy you a drink back. I said, no, no, just take it as an old past player that's brought you a drink for playing a good bloke and that sort of thing. So that's good. Anyway, I wandered off into the night. And this is a Friday night, about 10 o'clock, and he's had his drink and gone his own way. Played footy the next day and got pissed on the ground. Then he's in the pub. Belmont Hotel at 10 o'clock on the Friday night. I don't know how much he had to drink or anything like that, but it is in this day and age. I don't know whether that's the norm, but he, 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 is in, he is in that game. So he, he might have just been there um, in, a, in an official capacity um, checking the place out and just having – I don't even know what sort of drink I brought him. It could have been a Coke for all I know. But I do remember that night and I do remember the next day he got best on the round. Now, Cam – the reason we're talking to you now is because on the weekend, you're going to jump on a big bird and head away. So tell us about that. What's, yep. the, what's the go there? Yeah, well, I just finished up uni and so 
was sort of weighing up my options, whether I was going to throw my hat in and start, you know, do my practical legal training and try to become a solicitor or, um, or just, you know, find full-time work or whatever that was. And I just thought about it and I haven't, I haven't really done too much travelling while I was at uni and, um, you know, a few of my best mates are over in England at the moment. They've been over about a year and a half, so I just thought it's probably the best chance I'm going to have to just get over and have some, you know, not having any real responsibilities, get some travelling and, and potentially get some um, overseas work experience, which will I can come back and look good on. On the CV. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's the plan, basically, yeah. And where are you going? I'll move in. I'll flying straight to Heathrow in London and I'll move in initially with, with the boys and yeah just and live with them basically until I find a job now your old man did mention to me that moving in with the boys meant sleeping on a couch yeah sleeping on a couch yeah sleeping on the end and he walks got spared <laughs> yeah that's right any of those guys playing footy over there but, yeah they're all playing they footy. yeah West you can have a kick absolutely yeah, yeah. West Island Wildcats yeah wow. I've already yeah I've already Told them I'm definitely playing that. Sign up for the trip in Greece in, in August. So. Yes, I had heard that yeah. too. Yeah. So, I think it's a, yeah. Footy trip in Greece in August. Yeah. Round robin um, game where you play all the um, international sides uh, in April. And that's in Amsterdam. So, that'll, I'll, I'll try to get to that too. But it'll be good to just, obviously, for home sickness and stuff, to be still be you know, training once a week and playing yeah. footy straight away, you know, meeting 30, 40 guys that obviously all good people. And, yeah, so it'd be good. Sounds like sensational. Sounds like a trip of a lifetime, and and maybe the uh, the Just start of. And how long do you think you'll be over there, mate? Is, have you got a plan about yeah, that, or loosely the plan is to yeah to to work work for a while, you know, depending on what type of the employment situation we get into, work for you know maybe like a six month contract or something, and then do some travelling and come back at the end of the year. But it's a completely you know, it's very loose at the moment. It just depends on. What work comes up, you know, whether I like the, whether I like London or not, and you know, how far the money goes, it's just yeah, a lot of variables. But yeah, loosely the plan is to come back again here. Okay. But yeah. Well, we're gonna miss you. Yeah. It's so, uh, one of the one of the things that I look forward to going down to the to the ground on a Saturday. We used to have a thing where you you go to the go to the footy on a Saturday. We used to play footy with a bloke called Jeff Nicholson. And you'd go to the footy on a Saturday expecting to see one of two things from Nico, either the mark of the century or the fight of the century. And uh, one of the things I look forward to when I go to the footy on a Saturday is hopefully um, Cam O'Leary will get clear on his left foot under the tree on the wing and he'll drop one into the goal square or maybe even better. Sneak one over the and top. Sneak one over the top from, from there towards the bluff end. You get a northerly blowing. And you can bomb them in from the tree, and Cam's been often seen to to lob one lob one deep in from from under the tree, and it's a it's one of the one of the thrills of going to the footy. Tell me something that we forgot to speak about. I think, unless I forgot, you won the best and fairest two years ago, didn't you? Yep. That's a pretty awesome effort in a strong team. You tied with Mitch Ferguson. You how old were you? 22, 23? Yeah. Running. Yeah. yeah. Um, so played in the preliminary final that year, I think. You've won the best, you know, tied for the best and fairest with Mitch. How, how, how did that make you feel? That was good, yeah. It was unreal. I wasn't expecting it, so yeah. It was, 
Yeah, it's great to like sort of look back and be able to go, yeah, I want to do some pairs with our heads. Mm. Love that you've sort of put a lot of time in. It was just it was just good because yeah, you put a lot of time and effort into footy, so it's good sometimes. To, obviously, wouldn't prefer to grant like to win a flag, but yeah. you trade that every day of the week. But you know, it's good to sort of be able to you know one day look back and go, oh, I want to go now. I've achieved something. Or yeah. yeah, no, it was an awesome effort, and I uh, I must say when I heard that you'd won it. I was sort of, how do you describe it? You're surprised, but not surprised. You know, like, you think about it and you go, well, yeah, he really bloody deserved that because he's a very good player. He stands out. He does what the team needs to do. And, um, yeah, but you're sort of not really the superstar of the side, but you're exciting to watch and you do everything right. Um, so that's a vote count situation, is it? Is it? Yeah. I'm honest. We used to have it. I don't know if they still do. We used to have it on the Sunday after the last game. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. Yep. And and down at the footy club. Yeah. And you go along there. You go along there. Do you, do you think? Well, I hope I will get a few votes. I'm, I'm a half a chance. People like stress up, then. Probably yeah. Some some do. I think I've seen players dress up on like a bit of a mad Monday on a Sunday. Yeah, it sort of depends on where you are in the season. So obviously, you make the prelim or a grand final. Playing finals, you're not going to be dressed up too heavily, are you? But you know, I mean, like if if you if we play a grand final or a prelim, it'll be the same day. Whereas, you know, yeah. And and that day, working towards the end of the. The end of the vote count, and you're 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 obviously there. Yeah. And and you, what are you thinking? I honestly wasn't even paying attention. Oh really? Yeah, I was just just having fun. Yeah, just I was thinking I was having balcony. So I wasn't sort of paying attention. I wasn't, yeah. You know, you're not sitting there watching every vote. Yeah. But once I got down the last couple of rounds, you're like, all right, who's who's up there? And you go, oh, God, I'm, I'm actually, you know, oh, I'm, I'm up there, so I'm seeing watch. Yeah, I think I was wearing like a wolf mask at that point, over my head at one point. Well, actually, that brings us to the nickname. Where does the nickname come from? Yeah, I see. It's too stupid to even really bring up. Well, you better better tell us. Talking to one of the most stupidest blokes that ever played football at Barland Hands. I am not. (laughs) All right, I'll give give you a story just to end. So, Scott Mitchell... Um, basically, oh. anyone you know, and now you're going over to England. Yeah, yeah okay. Him. Anyone in our generation, you know, give or take a year, their nickname probably comes from Scott. And so back in probably we had one of those. Yeah. What's his name? Max used to Max get William out. Scheller. Max used to give used out, out nicknames. Well, I got my nickname from mm-hmm. Maxie Scheller. Yeah, people didn't like it though. But anyway, <laughs> no, so no that's right. So you might you might have to cut it out. Swearing involved in it. So when I was in year eight, Scott decided to tell everyone that what I used to do when I get home from um, school is I'd walk in the walk in the um, front door, drop my bag, turn around to the to Don and Sean and go, "Which one of you M Fers want to wrestle?" And so for a while, it was him and him and, um, <laughs> I might have done it once or twice, maybe, but I definitely wasn't doing it. If you're admitting to doing it once or twice, yeah. you did it a lot. Then, um, so just he, he basically it was his little joke to call me the, the MF for a while. That was my nickname. And at the time, uh, Wolf Mother, was a, which is a band, yeah. then, um, was, pretty, oh. was pretty big. So then he just started calling me Wolf Mother. It was really only him. There's another guy. Well, it's nice to be called Wolf Mother, yeah. after, isn't it? Exactly. And then from, from Wolf Mother, I went to Wolf. And at this stage, still, like, it was 
this is over like, you know, a few years now. And that, that's when I was started. So I think I was second year under 18s. I started training seniors. And at this stage, you know, it would just be him calling me that name. No one really else. It didn't really pick up. And then we were down at Conwari and um, obviously all the new players, they got introduced to the front. And um, Bobby's like, all right, this is, you know, Cameron, you have a nickname. And Scott perked up from behind the pack and went, yeah, call him the wolf. And then Bobby goes, the wolf. I like it. And then, <laughs> That's that where it's come from. Uh, it's a really Absolute nonsense. I, but yeah. He's the worst nickname. You know, it could be worse, yeah. There is one. Blake that played footy at Newtown and played up at, yeah, played at Newcomb. And he got the nickname at Newcomb and then he went to Newtown. His dad had known him by the name of Daryl Moore. And everyone knows him as Teddy. Like everyone knows Matt Donnell as Teddy. Different reasons. Daryl Moore's father was not Ted. Daryl, as a kid, was picked on a little bit, and his teammates used to call him <laughs> and continually called him <laughs> through his football career, but they shortened it and made it a little bit nicer, and instead of <laughs> it just became Ted. Ted. <laughs> and he kept it, and he still has it today. He's, I don't know, he's in his early 50s, and I bump into him and I say, G'day, Teddy. I think uh, one of the Shunderbeaks, Greg Shunderbeak, mm. his nickname is also Teddy for a very similar reason. Because he's got, a, he's got a huge head and he was called Ted. Ted. He looks like him. He haven't played him. No. He looks like him. Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. He does. He does. He has, and, he, and he does actually, he has mentioned that on Facebook a few times. I might look like Seinfeld, but I'm not very funny. Uh, anyway, so Cam, now we, we we better go back to the two two truths and a lie now. I reckon I've got it. I reckon I have too. So what do you reckon it is? I reckon your middle name's not Donald. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a good call. I'll tell you the I'll reason why. I'll tell yeah. you the reason why. I do some part-time work at a winery in Kula Lewis. There was a band on one night. You can name them because we, yeah, we are looking start. at the sponsors. Proud sponsors of the Football Club, I believe. They are. Um, there was Wilbur Wild was playing on a Friday night, and I was behind the bar. And Cam's father, John, and his mum Michelle came out to watch Wilbur Wild, and they had some friends with them. And there was four couples, and three of the gentlemen I knew, and the fourth gentleman I didn't know. And he came up to the bar and ordered some drinks and he said, is it all right if I run a tab and pay for it at the end of the night? I said, yeah, that's fine. And I knew that he was with Johnny O'Leary and the other two blokes. And he said, said I just needed, what name is it? And he said, just put it down as John from Colac. And I said, get out of here. <laughs> you can't be John from Colac. And he said, why not? And I said, that's John from Colac, and I pointed at John O'Leary, and that's John from Colac. I pointed at John, Johnny Marnie, Milky, and there was another John that I'd been introduced to, and I said, and that's, yeah, yeah, it was. And I said, I said, you can't be. He said, yeah, there was seven of us in primary school at Colac, John from Colac. So I reckon Cam's real name is Cameron John O'Leary. My close to the mark. Good story though, true story. Yeah. <laughs> right. I reckon it would have been I Cameron John no... O'Leary, Dylan John O'Leary, 
and Sean John O'Leary. So it is Donald. My middle name is Cameron Donald O'Leary. O'Leary. So I'm so I'm going with from the stories he's told us, he's lived in Barnards his whole life. So I'm going with the bloody. There's no way that you made soap out of uh, goat's milk. I made soap from goat's milk for two years. Oh. <laughs> lean, mean, squeak, clean, natural goat's milk soap. Solid. Where'd you get goat's milk from? Ah, uh, you'd order it online. Yeah, just sold, sold it. Did you go to the goat farm? No, I didn't actually, yeah. Just probably. past first house on the right, you know, the 1920 oval, the Bob McAfee's oval, oh, yeah. opposite that. Okay. So the first house just before Trev Hills. All right, there yeah. you go. <laughs> yeah, little. Yeah, I, I just go there as a kid. Went and milked the goats. We only got two teats. Milked them. Milked the goats. Mrs. Broccoli. Milked one goat. No, she had a lot of goats. <laughs> you know a good goat. You know how to tell a good goat. No. Uh-huh. So because a good goat will do that. Yeah, a good goat will do that. So, so it's the not bowing heads. Last thing I, I said, I grew up um, my whole life. Did so, so right. I moved to Ballantheads when I was eight. I grew up in Belmont prior to that. Oh. Yeah. Went to Ballant Primary School there for a few years. There you go. Yeah. What's, you're listening to Fine Print Teddy. Yeah, yeah no, right. I, I actually was, yeah, well, he's a lawyer, isn't he? I actually was we thinking, I was actually thinking that. Uh, Shame is fast. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not, not Definitely no lawyers when I played. Um, plumbers. We had, we had plenty of guys who knew lawyers. Yeah. Who had good relationships with lawyers. Policemen. Yeah, we had a lot of policemen, but I didn't know. I don't remember any, don't remember any lawyers. Surfers. Yes, don't remember any lawyers. Well, you got me with that one, Cam, because I, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, it, it crossed my mind that that was, that was the easy one to rule out, and it's probably the obvious one to, to say, in he's, yeah, I've been sucked in. Did you ever see your old man play footy? Not that I remember, no. Yeah, heard stories though. Punching, punching Ackman in the the goose. He was a punching back. I've actually got a funny story for you guys. Oh, go for it. Just told me the other day, actually. So, John, um, so he's a man of routine. So, so his routine was you play play a game or two of footy, you know, go pretty well. You know, just have a bit of fun out the back, you know, punch the balls. And then he'd go home, have a shower, blow dry his hair, his mullet. And then he'd, he'd be out, by the time the scenes were done, he'd have a few stubbies and be in a good little state for, you know, the night coming up. And so that was his routine. So the first time Dad ever got told he was going to play seniors, you know, the Thursday night dinner, they're like, all right, get in front of everyone, you know, John, you've... you've You've got a game of the ones, well done, mate. You know, everyone's going around and shaking his hand and stuff. You know, Wap's like, yeah, well done. Well done, Johnny. And Johnny sits down and looks over at Wap and goes, well, that's just fucked my whole weekend then, hasn't it? <laughs> oh. Kevin Gaines yeah. won through in his routine. Yeah. <laughs> you, there we go. That okay. Gold. Well, thanks, Cam, for your time. Um, I know it's a bit precious to you at the moment and, you, and you're going away and you've got to get your two pairs of jocks and one pair of socks and a pair of thongs that hopefully match in a bag and before you go to go to England, it's going to be starting to get warm when he gets over there. We'll probably rock it up to about 14 degrees in the hot summer's day. So they play footy over there in the summertime, do they? Yep. Yeah, that'd be right. Starts, yeah. 
And um, good good luck on your trip. Thanks very much for coming along to the Try on the Wing. We've um, we're really looking forward to to um, getting this out to people, and I hope that it gives the people a bit of insight into what what the Cam O'Leary story is, and and um, and and where the footy club sits in people's lives. We we think that the footy club is an important part of a lot of people's lives, and it obviously has been for you for your whole life until from the time of eight and you cheated and told us a lie about which we, we asked people to tell lies and you told a pretty good one so good hey, on you mate hey tell me this how long are you planning to go overseas you did tell you that yeah but one year one year yeah. what happens if you're sitting on top of the ladder and there's three games left in the season and you only need three games to qualify for the final Brian Andrew rings you up and says pay for the ticket home and then I'll pay for the ticket back to London after the grand we come back for six weeks or something. Cross that bridge. Yeah. Well, I would, Brian. Knowing Brian, Brian would say, they've got this far without him. I'm not wasting. I'm not wasting four grand getting him back. Six months. Yeah. He's probably wouldn't like me. That's right. If you do come back and you look like that, come and see me. I'll jump on the Pies and mash and drinking beer. Have you been playing footy, mate? You've been over there playing footy. Hopefully, I, I don't. I don't. You'll be drinking lunch at Anyway, so thanks very much, Cam. Don't enjoy it. Yeah, really appreciate it. Good on you, mate. Good luck. Cheerio. I think you'll agree that was a fascinating chat with the Wolf. We hope you liked it and you have an insight into one of the club's favourite sons. He's over in the UK now, and we won't see him again until 2020. But we promise to get him back on the show with improved audio and have a chat about his year in the old dart when he gets home. There's no doubt he'll have some great stories to tell. Thanks for listening to The Tree on the Wing, and keep your ears to the ground for the next episode. Thank you very much, gentlemen. And time is called, and we must piss off. <laughs>